and welcome to the MetaPod, the Pokemon TCG podcast that revolves around in the evolving meta. We haven't revolved once, we've revolved twice today already, and I have driven to and from Indianapolis, like 90 minutes going down, 90 minutes coming back, like th- three days in a row. Oh my god. I'm gonna die. Was it for, <laughs> is it for like family or work or like getting your stuff or what? So... The first two, the first two, so Friday and Saturday, I was calling stats for a big volleyball tournament Ah, that my old work uh, holds every single year. And so they always need people for this tournament. And this was the biggest tournament that they had in the last like three years or so. They just invited more teams. So they needed more people. So I was like, I'll help. You're paying. So Mm -hmm. I'll I'll help out. And then yesterday I went to a a small, like less than a hundred person wedding for one of my Pokemon buddies, Kyle Ritchie, Kyle and Ashley, congrats on getting married. I wrote on the the card. I wrote on the card for the gifts. I said, PS don't let Kyle spend this on Pokemon cards. (laughs) You're you're that's, that's a real friend right there being like, it's I know the problem because they both, they both play Pokemon. They both play (laughs) the Pokemon trading card game. So it's like, it's an okay. It's a, it's a good joke. It's a good Mm -hmm. joke. Mm-hmm. everyone's <laughs> laughing at that one that's good sean how are you doing i'm good i'm good i'm prepping for uh for digimon like gen con stuff and uh testing out when i first started the stream uh well stream like the the recording with jake i was on the wrong camera and he saw all the decks that i'm currently working out so i was like oh sean oh. and i are going to be playing uh playing some <laughs> decks today we're going to be playing some practice games on the metapod that would yeah. be cool but i actually did play a little bit of pokemon i've i've built two physical decks um and i know i talked about i think i talked about like last week maybe like selling my drizzles in bulk and feeling bad uh i don't know if i mentioned that but i did i sold a bunch of drizzles with my bulk it was very sad but yeah i have two decks fully built i played a little bit of that last week felt good rapid strike urshifu with metacham i don't know if it's actually that meta probably not but metacham is so good metacham is so good yoga loop kind of freaky though yeah yeah it's it's that's but i mean like Take an extra turn, which means if you've got two of the quick shooting Inteleons on board, that's like several more damage counters, which might be just the number you need for Rapid Strike to close out the game with that extra turn. It's gross. Absolutely or gross. If you like whiff, or if you like whiff an energy on a turn with Urshifu, like mm-hmm. boom, boom, you just got your two energies pretty much. Yep. Like there's so many different like cool things that you can do with Rapid Strike Urshifu, but we are going to talk mm-hmm. a lot about the meta today. That's like half of our, co- I would say probably like uh, the majority. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's a va- it's a majority of the podcast today, but there was some other news that came out in Japan that, uh, there are a lot of different components. There's a lot to unpack with it. If you didn't see Oh wait, you know what, before we do that, review. we always have to do the five-star review. Okay, let me always got to do the five star review. This one though, short and sweet to the point. It's from I am Donald Juan. Great content is the title. Five stars. <laughs> I no longer play the Pokemon TCG, but love to keep up with how the meta is doing. Keep up the great work, guys. Juan, thank you so much. Yep, for and the lovely review. I will say your sentiment has been basically what I have been doing. I no longer play the TCG, but love to keep up with what the meta is. <laughs> That's, that's basically been me for a while. Yeah, I mean, I'm playing. I'm actually playing a lot more now that rotation hit. Mm-hmm. Um, been playing a lot more just like online in my free time. <laughs> what free time? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you get the gist. I just want IRL back so bad. I yeah. want it so bad. 
Yes. Yes. I, I, I want IRL, but my, I have several places now that are doing like locals. And so that's my goal is I, I have to coordinate when I go to Pokemon locals and when I go to Digimon locals. And now also Jake, when I might go to commander locals for magic, I, you're playing magic now too. Uh huh. I have a, I have a commander deck now built. Um, <laughs> I have a you problem. Have like, what's the what's the what's that one card like? Black Lotus or whatever. I no, I don't have any you of those. Black Lotus in your commander? No, no I'm not. I, I don't flex like that, Jake. I don't. Hey, have, that's like the real flex. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I have a I have a one hundred thousand dollar card in my deck. Like, uh, I've played I've played a little bit of Magic. Uh, we mm. played Arena. Somebody gifted me like a bunch of the theme decks and stuff, and okay. and uh, I played around on arena it was pretty fun it was really really cool yeah um the it felt a lot cooler than playing pokemon tcg theme decks <laughs> but it was way more complex yeah so it was a lot harder it is complex and also i mean i'm playing commander so it's like a slightly different thing but like with all the ability of old cards that were never meant to be played together it's it, it can be wild man like i haven't played proper four-person commander yet i've just been practicing with a friend but yeah. Did you say four-person commander? Commander is a format that exists in Magic where it's four people, not two. It's four oh, people. I didn't know that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's four people. Each of them have a 100-card deck. Each deck is a singleton deck, which is you can only have one of any card in the deck, except for basic lands, kind of like basic energy. It's like the gym leader challenge, but on steroids. Yeah, yeah. And like you can use any card... And, and you're not restricted by anything other than the colors in your commander. This isn't a magic podcast, but, I, you know, the more and more TCGs I play at like a semi-competitive or, or whatever level, uh, the more appreciation I have when I do come back to Pokemon for a variety of things. Like, I really I agree with that. I mean, I tried I did I did a bit of Digimon and I've done mm -hmm. a little bit of magic. And and I think it's I think honestly, it made like playing magic arena for like a week. Like made me a better Pokemon player. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We should, we, you know, what we should line up uh, a few experts on other card games to talk about how it made them better Pokemon players. Like it's it's an interesting episode. There is overlap, and we can get like people that have done like Hearthstone and mm -hmm. like uh, Stevens done Cardfight Vanguard. Like, yep. We can get all the card games, all the card <laughs> games. Sean, My Little Pony. That's an act. That was an actual. I, like, I have. Game. I mean, I'm looking back at my shelf and I have about 3,000 My Little Pony cards. 3,000? I have Dude. a. I opened up a booster box one time for stream. It was like the funnest thing we've ever done. They're cute. It was, so, it was so out of the blue. They're cute. I can tell you the card game, Garbo. It, I personally yeah. did not enjoy playing it. I have all these cards a friend of mine bought. Eventually, I'll learn a little bit more about it, but... I didn't enjoy eventually, but you know what you should learn about Sean. What? You should learn about the big Japan update that happened on Sunday, the 12th. Some big news was announced. They had teased this big TCG announcement and everybody was like, oh, my God, it's going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. Like, look at all this stuff. PTCG live dropping. Sean, everybody's guess. Out the window. Nobody. <laughs> On social, if you did predict what happened here on social media, you're a liar. I don't believe you, Sean. The start deck 100 mm -hmm. got revealed. This is an interesting thing. A hundred different decks are being released in Japan. A hundred different pre-made decks. Now, here's the kicker. It's basically like buying packs, Sean. 
you buy one of these Star Deck 100s, you don't know what you're going to get in it. You might get a Pikachu one. You might get a Kingler one. You might get your third Rayquaza in a row. Mm. It's like a it's like a booster pack, but with theme decks. You, you know, I actually the I didn't realize that they were randomized, like on the inside, like you couldn't tell. I, I, I one, I don't think we'll get this, but two, I would love for this to come to America because this would be the best draft product. Oh, this would be amazing. Oh, not draft up sealed. Like, like, you know, like we do sealed with it like, would be like a pre-release tournament almost. It, it would, but you wouldn't need to change the deck, right? Like it would yeah. be more like Keyforge, where like you could buy an entire deck sealed for $8. These are 790 yen in Japan, which is about eight bucks. Um, so you buy it for like, say $10, right? Whatever. Some, some easy buy-in. And then you basically can have sealed Pokemon, um, and what they could do is have like every year, another set of however many come out. That is the new sealed format. That's very interesting. And, that is, okay. And I will say, Jake, this actually, it, it may actually come to America. The only reason I say that is, do you remember the survey that Pokemon sent out nigh on a year ago or something like that, where they asked people about different formats legacy like what they enjoyed playing what they would like oh, seeing yeah this you know this is so wild it may have some relation to that survey i think it has validity because like you know the the casual player base is so much more bigger and like collectors you know you already have you know the 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 Leon Hearts, the real real breaking Nates, like opening up packs and stuff, and people just buying and collecting. Just think about like packs with theme decks. You know, maybe that gets a bunch more people mm. to start playing, and then you can also hold like at your store like these pre-release tournament event type things where like you you know you buy in, you get a you get a pre-made deck and then you do a tournament and and it could be like very adhering to like new players that want to come to league, you know, different than the once a week weekly league night. Mm -hmm. You know, whether the day before the usual local meetup or the day after or whenever, whenever's most convenient for the people. Mm -hmm. Um you you do that. You do that. You adhere and you just say everybody's going to do this instead. Or something like that. I don't know if that yep. necessarily like a league type thing, but like a, a a every two months or something having like a tournament night. I or mean, whatever. I'm not gonna lie, Jake. I'm a little tempted because at only eight bucks a pop, yeah, there'll be a, a markup to ship them to America. But I'm tempted to try to buy like twenty of these, thirty of these, and see. And just I have can my just imagine your thumbnail, Sean. We got the Charizard V deck. Yeah, like just to. Just to like get a bunch of these and then um, have my own like mini tournaments of, of sealed with friends and be like, if we don't know what a card does, we just like we'll look it up. Right. But like that yeah. would be that'd be pretty neat. I don't know. That'd be pretty. There neat. are, though, Sean, some cards that you will know how to use, including a reprinted card Ultra Ball. If you haven't seen it within the last five minutes on the YouTube <laughs> video, because it's been shown right in front of you. Ultra Ball is coming back in a reprint. It was rumored. People were like, it's it's got to be coming back. It's got to be coming back. And here it is coming in the starter decks. Ultra Ball, for those of you that don't know, is a Pokeball 
Um, with if you discard two cards from your hand, you're able to grab any Pokemon. Doesn't matter what Pokemon it is. It could be an evolution, can be a break card, can be a basic Pokemon, whatever you need. And it's very, very good. Every time it's in standard, it's literally a staple and expanded. It's a staple. I don't think it's in legacy. Um, I'm not, I don't think it is, but I mean, who there's other if it cards is in legacy i'm pretty sure it's a staple but anyways this is a very good card and a lot of people are very very excited about bringing this card back sean yeah i mean i think we talked about it briefly maybe last week but like you know they announced that it was coming back we were like what product is it coming in and when will it come to america that was that it's still a question of when will this reprint come to america It'll probably just come in a regular set. Yeah, it probably... Because, like, these come out December 17th, which suggests that that's when they would be legal in Japan. You know, extrapolate three months from that. So you're looking at our February set January. So. Like, basically, yeah, probably it's going to be in our February set. January, um, February. It's it's. Yeah. I think it was February this past year because everything got pushed back yes. a month or whatever. Yeah. So it would be like the January set. I probably either that or the the or April the April. March. Yeah, that seems like a long gap. So like, yeah, maybe we'll see. We'll see where it comes out for us. It could literally. I after seeing this, I I I can't expect anything anymore from the pokemon company but there are a lot of cool cards in here sean including a new v and v max it is mm -hmm. kingler yep sean kingler v if you could go to kingler v real quick i just want to talk about the first attack it basically has the first attack on the v and v max which is very interesting in itself um but the but the v card says for one water flip a coin if heads, search your deck for five water energies and attach them to your Pokemon in any way you'd like. Mm -hmm. Five water energies, attach them anywhere. And all you got to do is hit heads forehead with yeah. Glimwood Tangle in the format. That's, that's, I think, what you play this with, right? And the question... You have to. <laughs> the question for me is, like, what Pokemon do you play this with? Because, like, water energy is, like, you have Melanie, right? Most of the good water type Pokemon are like not, you know, like they, they don't need a lot of energy. Like Ice Rider is an example. It really just to needs to Lapras, in my opinion. That, yeah, that's exactly. I was Lapras like, or Wailord. This, oh, Wailord, Wailord's kind of nice. Yeah, I like this as a, if you played like an only two prizer deck with Kingler as your starter, V and Wailord V, and you just throw in some Cape of Toughness, and that could be really good. Is Heroes Meadow legal? Um, I believe so, yeah. I want to say Heroes Meadow is legal, but is Heroes Meadow only on evolution? Or is it... I think Heroes Meadow only applies... It was, it's a VMAX. Oh, yeah. it's a VMAX. That's right. Oh, yeah. shoot. Well, you could go into the VMAX, Sean, because, I mean, it's got the same first attack. You could if you needed to, yeah. You could if you wanted to, <laughs> but uh, the... The interesting thing is the second attack as well, because they're mm -hmm. basically the same water, water, colorless, Sean, mm -hmm. and both attacks do 30 damage to the Kingler or Kingler V Max. It's just between the Kingler V, it's 200 damage, which is pretty good, I feel like. Yeah. And then the V Max is 240, which is, in my opinion, severely underwhelming <laughs> when your V does 200. I mean, for me, I look at this and I'm just like, um, 
Well, I don't need the VMAX. I'll stick with the V, thank you very much. Because it's I will say though, Kingler VMAX is like the coolest out of all oh, the VMAXs. Yeah. So. I mean, look at he's got a giant beard. Very cool yeah, looking. Santa Claus. Yeah. Uh Santa Crab. Um Santa Crab. But there's a lot of other cards coming in here too. I mean, there's gonna be V like a hundred different decks, Sean. So the we only know a fraction of this stuff one of the ones that people are talking about as of right now that could be played in decks today is this new zamazenta v that mm. we're getting it's a different zamazenta it's got 10 less hp still a metal pokemon than the one we have now has an ability as well called royal stance you can use this ability once during your turn if you do your turn ends discard your hand draw five cards i mean i think it may not be the best card immediately but this is a filthy card like you think about tropical beach right this is kind of tropical beach ish right yeah. um and it has the effect of also like you you can mill through your deck very quickly so if you were playing a deck that is like a control deck what you want is to eventually get through all of the cards in your deck as quickly as possible so that you can start your loop whatever that loop may be um, and also you look at it like even in a regular deck, you know, you're not playing a control. I said regular as if control <laughs> is not regular. It's it's only for us weirdos. <laughs> but if you're playing like a traditional what people like to play kind of attacking style deck, well, let's just say like Zashian Zamazenta Turbo with the for, with the, the chameleons, the Inteleons, Sean. Mm -hmm. You could have a one of in there. And this is basically your safety net for like not having a draw supporter. You know, you're playing, you're probably playing a deck that plays like metal saucers, mm -hmm. right? So you're okay discarding some energies at times. If you don't have like, let's say you have no way to evolve into Drizzle or Inteleons or you don't have any draw support at all, like you literally have a dead hand, this is easy. You don't even have to be in the active for this. You just have that on the field and then all of a sudden you can just get a fresh hand, fresh new hand. Don't like the Marnie that your opponent just put you in? Boom, just get rid of it. Mm -hmm. Just boom right there. Easy. Yeah. So this is a very like interesting card. I don't know if it's better than the other Zamazenta. Di very different. People are playing a lot of Path to the Peak right now, although that would yeah. also halt this pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, Path to the Peak. I think... The fact that Path to the Peak would be out, although this is block F and Path to yes. the Peak, I believe, is block E. I'm pretty sure it's block E. Yeah, so there will be a window when we may not have a Path to the Peak-like card in like a year and a half, but that's stupid to think that far out, to be frank. <laughs> that's so far away, yeah. Sean. My goodness. Yeah. Oh, no, uh, <laughs> Zamazenta V is uh, D. Yeah, yeah, the Zamazenta, the original Zamazenta is D. That's the base set, Sword and Shield. But yeah, the, um, D. I thought it was E. That's my bad. Yeah, but no, Path to the Peak is probably E. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think yeah. so. Another one that I want to mention that a lot of people are mad about, Sean, if you could go down to Crushing Hammer. Oh, yes. Crushing Hammer is getting a Regulation F. Mm -hmm. So F in the chat. <laughs> Non-binary pals. Because it looks like Crushing Hammer is going to be in the format even longer. And yeah, we hate to see it, Sean. Um, I mean, yeah, it's uh I it doesn't surprise me though. Like when has Crushing ha Hammer rotated? Think about it. Like there's never been a format since we've been playing when it's been rotated. Um, I think maybe like before it came out in Celestial Storm. 
there might have been a time when it wasn't around. Yeah, yeah, but there's just I think it's kind of one of those cards like ultra not I mean ultra ball obviously went away, but like basic Pokemon search in some form, whether that's quick ball, nest ball, whatever it might be. There's always going to be a basic Pokemon search. I think that the style of the game is there's always going to be a remove a basic remove an energy card on a coin flip because I just think that's you know like there's probably a few cards that define what it means to play the Pokemon TCG and this is I think just one of them and disruption yeah the ability because you think all the way back to the early days of Pokemon you had energy removal and super energy removal Uh which is way worse way worse than this card that that is also the day where you could play four researches in the same turn (laughs) yeah let me just uh professor oak over and over and over again now i don't have a deck um that to me is is absolutely wild apparently i mean if you watch the the tricky gym videos he's got like mm -hmm. a bunch of videos on like the old formats and stuff Yep. Um, where they play like the same old rules as back in the day. You know, he goes over some of those and you could you go real fast with those decks. You know, you go bills, you, you four bills, four research. That's like what, uh, 34 cards mm-hmm. just right there that you see. Insane. I mean, the, the, the only other card I want to point out, because the rest of this is like, cool, there's some other reprints, but you could, you could open up your, $8 pack and get the Rayquaza V and VMAX deck. Now, we don't yet know how many Vs and VMAXs you're getting. I would say for $8, it's probably a 1-1 one, one line of any V or VMAX. I could see a 2-1 line. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe a 2-V two two one. one. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. If you get lucky and get a few Rayquaza VMAXs out of that, that's a that's a steal. Too uh, bad Rayquaza VMAX is bad. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that's unfortunate. For now. Yeah. It's bad for now. We're yeah. still very, very early and premature in the meta. Um, I just like think about this and I just think of the kid, you know, and the parents that buy these products and you know, they just don't want to play the same deck against each other. You know, they don't want to play Pikachu V versus Pikachu V. They just yeah. wanna they want to play a different deck. They want to have something else, but all they can do, they just bought their fifth thing in a row and it's Pikachu V. Mm. Like it, it just feels bad. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe like, you know, you know, there's only like two or three starter decks available. So like it's kind of boring, right? Like it's exciting that there's a hundred different decks yeah. and statistically, you know, you're probably not going to pull a double. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, and, and I don't know. It's it makes me feel weird that they've become like packs. I mean, I it makes me I, feel really weird. I like it. The reason being is Pokemon. It, this is only Japan. Keep. I'm, I'm always in the back of my mind like this may not be America, but yeah, if it does come to the West, I also think it's a great way for Pokemon to offload offload the excess inventory that they might have from older sets, because you could imagine them being like, hey, like you know, Rebel Clash, great example of a set. That even at the height of all of the craziness of Pokemon, you could still find Rebel Clash, right? Yeah, uh, that's like vivid voltage now. Right. It's like it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, maybe you have like some V's and V Maxes plus a you know some of the cards from that set that makes up a slightly higher percentage of these decks. So in terms of like a business perspective, it makes a lot of sense because it 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 repackages all these cards that you may have printed and ordered but have not yet been put into product 
that you can then, you have a new product that you can sell at a low cost that offloads a lot of that inventory. And like, you know, I, I, I like this idea a lot. Even if like, as a super competitive player, it's like a terrible way to collect cards. But as like oh, a it's casual, awful way to collect oh, yeah. cards, yeah. unless you're literally like just starting to collect. But like, this is also a nice thing because you got to think like most of these are going to have somewhat standard draw engines. Like they'll yeah, all the decks like will gonna have they're going to have staples in it. You know, mm -hmm. like uh, we already know Ultra Ball is going to be in, it, and I guarantee there's going to be a research yep. boss maybe a Marnie in some of them, you know, like it's going to get like quick balls and yeah. all that stuff. Like it's going to get good cards. So like, if you went to a couple of these and you're like, you know what? I'm hooked. I love this. I want to build my own deck. You might already have most of the staples that you need for any given deck, which is another huge bonus. Anyways. <laughs> I will say though, speaking of like decks and stuff like that, I've actually had a couple people ask me where you can get Drizzles. Right, because drizzles are mm. super expensive. Uh, I had some people message me on like Instagram too, as well. Fans of the pod, so shout outs to all of you. Um, I believe the drizzles came in the Intellion Battle Arena deck. Yes, yeah, Celio's uh, Luke bought. I think he bought a case or something like that, like six of them, just to get yes. a bunch of extra drizzles. Because if you want to run three or four decks right now, you kind of need like three or four play sets. Yeah, like I I have four from back in the 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 Sword and Shield base set days when I opened up a box over there. I got I got my playset. That's all I need. Mm -hmm. I'll just switch them out. I don't need to be spending thirty bucks on another playset. But if if you know you need maybe like two of them or you need even more than just Drizzles, you know maybe you need uh, those Intellions as well. The regular shading dealings from base set, or you need. Just any sort of staples, I guess, or you want some Intellion V Maxes or whatever. They, I think that would be the best product for you to get right now. I don't know how the pricing is though. I don't know if those have shot up since Drizzles have become so expensive. Um, it wouldn't surprise me because it's been a while since they came out. So like, there's been a bunch of other decks to come out, but I think there was there was like two products of the Intellion decks, I believe. Right? There's um, like. There was like yeah. the level one and then a level two of it. I'm pretty sure. It looks like the Intellion League battle decks on TCG player are about 20 bucks. Oh, yeah, that's so good. That's it's Even a good if you price. only get two Drizzles. Yeah, you may only get two of the Drizzles out of it. But and I so I don't know the exact list. So you could probably look that up. Uh, listeners. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm Pokey Beach reported on that a while ago. I remember us talking about it. I just don't remember what was in it. So like, you know, and, and your local stores may also have some of these laying around still, but um yeah, if you're looking to build any kind of deck and you don't have some of these cards, you know, you'll also to Jake's point get some uh Intellion V Maxes. So not not horrible. <laughs> not horrible, but not the not best V Max you can get right now. But Sean, do you know what a lot of people are scrambling for right now? What? A lot of people are scrambling for Jolteon v maxes post rotation has finally come sean it's been ten thousand years since we've <laughs> not had adp in a format mm -hmm. and look at looky there now we're finally here it is sword and shield base set on mm -hmm. don't have to worry anymore you know what about i about sun and moon you know what i i remember when pedro tablemon was doing his sword and shield on tournaments like six months ago 
And I believe we said that like we didn't really want to cover this tournament because like there's still so many cards that are going to come out. And I will sit here and then just proclaim once again that sometimes like doing really early post rotation predictions make no sense until you know exactly all the cards that are going to be a part of that because you look at these lists. No, I mean, think existed. about it, Sean. If you if we just want to rattle off some right now, uh, rapid strike. The Urshifus were not out yet. Yep. Uh, the the riders were not out yet. Uh, none of the evolutions were out yet. Suicune wasn't out yet. I mean, like quick shooting Inteleon, I don't even think was out yet. Quick shooting Inteleon wasn't out yet, which is like kind of what makes this yeah, meta. Which this is meta. A, which is a, we literally right. the title of last week's YouTube yeah. video for the podcast was the Inteleon meta. Yeah. So, Jake, do you want to jump into some of the results? What, what, which one do you want to start with? Let's go into the Sunday Open first, because if we look at the metagame, Sean, mm-hmm. we look at the metagame, it's very, very interesting because Jolteon Inteleon, you can see it getting second place right up there. Sean's pulling up the list by Demetrius Eaton. In Jolteon VMAX, one that I blew off as well. I admit I, I blew this guy off. I said this is not super great, but Jolteon VMAX, 100 damage to the active and 100 to the bench Pokemon if it already has damage counters on it. Combo that with the quick shooting Inteleon meta, as Sean mm-hmm. and I call, maybe a Zigzagoon as well, like in Eaton's list. And you're you're eating. You're literally eating up your opponents, Sean. Very very interesting. I will say um, this is also really interesting. They're running two of the elemental badges. I know when we did our set reviews, we were like all these you know EV evolution badges, like eh, probably not good. Blah blah blah. But weirdly, between Sylveon Vmax being good against what is it, um, Shadow Rider. And now Jolteon using the elemental badge. I've even heard tell of playing some of the other, it's not for the badges, but it's playing the, um, the Jolteon that turns off abilities of water Pokemon being played. Like I think, you know, the evolutions are finally having a bit of their day, which is really nice to see. Cause they're, they're I mean, beautiful. They're having, a very, they're having a very pretty spotlight. I mean, we even went over Leafeon last week as well. Leafeon has the badge of the free retreat. Mm-hmm. Sylveon's badge, I think, is one less prize when it's knocked out. And then yes. this one, if you don't know what this elemental badge is, is the Pokemon the card is attached to as Vaporeon, Jolteon, or Flareon in its name. And it's a V Pokemon, which includes V Maxes, Sean, because V Maxes are considered Vs. The attacks cost one colorless less. So basically, your Jolteon V Max is attach one lightning energy, and boom, you're doing 100 to 100 with that, with that badge. That's it's pretty. It's pretty crazy. I mean, both today at the time of this recording, Azul and Andrew Mahone were playing it, um, both live on stream. So Jolteons right now are are the the bee's knees, <laughs> as they say. Yeah, and like you know, you can run. It's funny, like it's between this Ice Rider and a couple of others. Um, I believe Dragapult as well. Like you can run Path to the Peak, which can severely limit a lot of the other big decks in the format, like Shadow Rider, Calyrex. Um, you know, I, I mean, I guess Rapid Strike, it might hurt as well, specifically for like the Crobats, maybe the Crobat engine a little bit. Yeah, but. any, I mean, the difference between, the difference between like a Jolteon deck and like an Urshifu deck 
is that Urshifu also kind of relies on Crobats. Mm-hmm. You know, any deck that has Crobats in it is, I mean, they're like, they're totally susceptible, as you're saying, to Path to the Peak. But you look at Jolteon right here. Jolteon, Leafeon, mm-hmm. uh, uh, all these other decks, they don't need crowbats anymore sean remember crowbat was the bee's knees everybody had one in their deck who wears crowbat now i'll also say cheryl perfect for this deck because if you have elemental badge it's a one attach attack so you're like yeah i'll cheryl away one lightning energy and I then guess, i mean especially because we're in a two-hit format for like a lot of these decks mm-hmm. you know uh anything that plays like melanie's or something like i think cheryl's kind of a cool card yeah um the the urshifu rapid strike urshifu vmax i still think cheryl's pretty all right as like a one of you know especially if you're playing something like eldegoss in your deck then for sure but not a lot of people playing eldegoss right now no um but yeah demetrius eaton here really cool list um in terms of another deck, Jake, that I want to touch on, that I we may have briefly mentioned it last week, but Dragapult VMAX is also has finally come back into prominence after a year, essentially. Because I think Tord Tord did well with it. Was it so but, it was so dormant once a Tornitus came out and just like <laughs> folded. And uh, yeah, like Dragapult run in those paths to the peaks. It's funny. You look at the Jolteon deck and you look at this deck and it's like they're kind of mirrored in the Pokemon. Like it's just. Yeah, they're pretty much the <laughs> same. I mean, you got you got your Dragapults. You still have your Inteleons, you know, mm-hmm. Dragapult instead of Jolteon. You got your Goon there with a couple uh-huh. of Nets, your Level Balls, <laughs> Incense, Dust Balls. You have Fog Crystal, though. Yeah. which is very, very nice for Dragapult. That's one of the reasons why Dragapult has been so nice and people like Henry Brand. Um, I believe Henry was the first person that I saw playing Dragapult. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they brought it back per se, but this, I mean, it's, it's world champion we're talking about. Um, and again, those Path to the Peaks, as we were mentioning, like the Jolteon decks can play, Dragapult can play Path to the Peak, and it makes it really, really nice, especially against Eternatus. Mm-hmm. Sean, that's still somewhat around and is still somewhat a pile. Um. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, the thing that Eternatus doesn't necessarily have as much uh, of is the ability to snipe little pings here and there. So, like, I think a full bench with Eternatus, even if you don't have his effect on, it still knocks out a Dragapult. Right, because you're doing yeah, it's, uh, it still does that, but it definitely throws them off their game. Yeah, and, and I also think all of the path to peak, not just here, but in other decks, probably makes Eternatus less viable against an entire field. Um, yeah, I mean, if you look at if you look at the meta share from the Sunday Open with Eternatus, Eternatus had a 24 percent win percentage out of five people. 24% out Oof. of five people. It won six uh, six out of 25 games. That's pretty bad. That's that's pretty bad. And also, A, nobody's playing it, and B, the people who are playing it are not doing well. So Yeah, that's that's the real kicker, you could say, in there. I mean, Rapid Strike Malamar is doing better than that. Um, <laughs> amazingly, granted, the first place from the Sunday Open was Shadow Rider, so that is certainly bringing up these numbers a bit. But... Only four people played Shadow Rider out of all of the decks. So, like, going from being the one of the most played decks to being, like, 
absolutely not played. Um, and then uh, the other one being, I guess, Urshifu Inteleon still at uh, 12 people playing it. I think the biggest reason for the dip in Shadow Riders, not because, you know, like Eternatus is still around or like because Umbreon VMAX single strike Urshifu is starting to become more and more popular. Like in this tournament, there were more Umbreon Urshifu single strike players than uh, Shadow Rider Calyrex exactly double. There was eight of them compared Actually, to the four of Shadow Rider. Even with that, I think just the amount of Paths of the Peaks mm -hmm. going on. And I mean, you've got the you've got the uh, the Calyrex Alcremi, right? Yeah. But I think just all the paths of the peaks are really kind of steering people away from Shadow Rider Calyrex comboing again with like more decks. You know, Zacian had 37 different builds. There's Zacian Ludicolo. There's Zacian Zamazenta Inteleons. You can bail on the Zamazenta and just go Zacian Inteleons like. There are so many there are so many decks as well that just like get that just play path now also that it's just it hurts Shadow Rider because they there's all your draw support. I mean, speaking of Zacian, I mean, I think it's worth it to take a look at this at the new flavor of like basically Turbo metal doggos. Yeah, Turbo Doggos. And um because this is a very simple deck. I don't I can't remember the last time I saw something other than maybe even Luke Metal had like a variety of tech cards in it, but this doesn't even have tech cards. This was the closest thing to this, where it's just yeah. like two regular lines of cards. You know, you have you got your quad Zacian, of course. You got two Zamazentas for any old VMAX that you got. Force them to play Path to the Peak or struggle. You have your Guru in there, which Guru making a comeback. Yeah. This Caleb Rogerson paired this with the Rotom phone, though. So Guru uh -huh. makes a lot of sense. You know, if you're duck or, you know, you don't want to you don't want to discard all four of your metal saucers at once. You can just Rotom phone, try to find like the Marnie or a Rihon or something to get your deck going even more. Um, and just obviously, yeah, your your quick ball switches and your draw supporters and boss and a bunch of metal energies. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm thinking here, like, this is just so... I guess it just relies on the fact that he hits hard, and at most you're taking two prizes at a time, which means you're going to have to take three knockouts, and, like, maybe the goal here is just to outpace your opponent. You know, oh, going first, totally. outpace them, go first, get, his, get them set up for a turn two, 230. You know, wall if you need to, but knowing that Path to the Peak is everywhere, so it may not matter. Um... It's like 270 on Zashian. Like, that's not the easiest thing with that Cape of Toughness. Like, 270 is not the easiest thing to hit. I want to see. Especially consistently, per se. I'm trying to see, like, if there's any other kinds of lists, but it looks like it's all about the Cape of Toughness being, rather than, I like, a rusty Cape of sword. Toughness, especially with the Crystal Cave, Sean, I think, mm -hmm. like, there's just good cards. Yeah. Like, you're healing, you're stopping yourself getting into you know, Oko territory. Yeah. And like, you know, there's no fire decks, so you're fine. 
You're, you're like, there's nobody's playing Victini. Not Nobody. a lot of Victini. It's starting a to come bit. up a little bit, especially after in the PTCGO league, Victini V placed fourth by trainer tips. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's creeping up a little bit, but it's not like when there was Reshizard, when there was uh, like, like Greenzard, Abilityzard, Pidgeotto Blounds regular turbo blounds like the and then blounds gx like we're not in that kind of a fire meta yeah this is like it's a control fire like your hammers and yell grunts and rugged helmet horns tool jammers path to the peaks you got it all sean you got all that you want but especially i mean because crushing hammers as well was played a lot with dragapult when dragapult first started coming back kind of like a week and a half ago ish when people started talking about it again i mean this is the same thing you have a lot of decks right now jolteon does single attachment turns urshifu does single attachment turns um leafeon for the most part leafeon does single attachment turns dragapult does single attachment turns victini now without welder has single attachment turns so especially going aggressive on that kind of stall you can really throw a lot of people off and like just be able to run house yeah i mean i don't know it's it's an interesting deck i'm not i'm not gonna lie it feels underwhelming i think if you're playing a fire deck like a control deck that's just not what any of those cards were really designed in mind to do you you know what i I mean like i think it's like if you are struggling to build a deck right now because of rotation and you don't like there's no way that you can get your leafy on v maxes or uh even drizzles Honestly, maybe you don't have any Drizzle or quick shooting Inteleons. I think that like Victini is like one of the better decks that you can play right now. Victini, the Zacian lists that are going around right now, you know, I think those are probably the ones that you might want to play. The other deck. <laughs> I'm just going to pull this I'm up. I'm pulling up all the fun decks. I'm now. pulling up all the fun decks, Jake. But I think there's some validity to these fun decks. Um, because if you think, right, like we are living in an Inteleon meta, but yeah, we just keep saying that to, we are. if you don't know by now, Inteleon's <laughs> good. Write that down. But like, what's a good counter to that? There's not a lot of counters. We don't have Stealthy Hood anymore. We don't have any of this stuff. Um, but we do have Galarian Weezing. And I do think it's it, it, there might be a world in which Galarian Weezing is finally good. Uh, because you, if you play it right, you could play a version that is you're f- forcing your opponent to broadly speaking, take a one prize battle with you, <clears throat> which is wildly annoying for most decks to do. And if they can't snipe and if they can't set up multiple KOs, right. And Galarian Weezing being 130 is super annoying. Uh, because that means like, you know, your rapid strike Urshifu is not knocking this out, especially if you didn't get any damage pings. Unless it's in the active, because it's weak to fighting. Okay, fine. If it's in the active, well, which it has to be. It's a fairy Pokemon, but which who it, asked yeah. me? <laughs> which I guess it has to be in the active, but uh, for the uh, neutralizing gas. But I, I still like there's there's something interesting about Galarian Weezing. It's not going to win any tournaments, but I do know. agree with you. Like if, like the Weezing is really really cool because of that opportunity of like shutting down anything, literally mm-hmm. anything that doesn't have an ability. Yeah, I would agree with that. 
Like I want to. I know see... Josh Hatter was playing with the uh, the uh, Galarian Snorlax or not Snorlax uh, Slowbro mm-hmm. Slow King V Max, where it puts fifteen poison counters. <laughs> like that's a that's a that's an interesting idea. I gotta I gotta see Galarian Slow King V Max is a one of. Your opponent's active yeah, Pokemon is now two, poisoned. Two, uh, one dark, one colorless, 10 damage, base damage. It's a single strike, Sean. That's also a good thing to note. You could attach two single strike energies and do 50 base damage and then 15 damage counters of poison. That's true. You could do that. Um, I think, and look, they, they are playing the um, Galar Mine in this, which increases the retreat cost by two, which... And I do think fewer decks are actually running. There's running fewer switches now. That's something in the last yeah, like six months. It's like mainly Zacian and like Rapid Strike Urshifu decks, I feel like, are running switches. Yeah. Because everything else can go like air balloon mm-hmm. um, or just dies. <laughs> yeah. And if you're running a, a combo of tool scrappers plus Galar Mines in here, um, and you can get some combo of that to stick, this could be really gross. So, um, and then the wheezing, putting extra damage counters between turns, all that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I, again, I don't think it'll win any tournaments, but certainly... It's a cool deck to play on ladder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely an interesting deck to play on ladder. Um, Where do you want to go from here, Jake? I mean, I just feel like right now in the meta, like, I, I see results a lot on my, like, my Twitter timeline a lot. The, I don't know if we've had a healthier meta to start at least mind mind you this is the first weekend of post rotation the meta is still very underdeveloped it's going to change every single week but how many like when was the last time we had this many decks in like top eights and stuff man i mean it it's has been, to be like before sword and shield came out i mean and even then even then there's like there was always the deck. Even then, that, it was tough because yeah. when Sword and Shield came out, you know, Tina Chomp died. But Tina Chomp ran a lot of the meta, you know, Hunter Butler. Yeah. Well, that was expanded. But, but um, Tina Chomp was doing like really, really well and took up a large chunk. And like Guardi was going around and few of us uh, weirdos were playing Pidgeotto Control because <laughs> Guru, <laughs> I miss Guru. I mean, I will say that there's a lot of variety. I think the problem that people are noticing right now is that Pokemon, they said in their design, you know, like uh, Celio's Luke covered this actually, um, that they were designing for it to have weakness be more of a thing recently. And like, you can tell, right? Like you print Urshifu and then you print Shadow Rider and then you print, uh, you know, Rayquaza, you know, whatever. You print all these cards that hit the last card for weakness, so on and so forth. I think we are seeing the result of that in full force right now, which is, any deck has the potential or any a, a whole a wide variety of decks have the potential to win a tournament but the deciding factor will be how much of every kind of deck gets played and how lucky you are to avoid your bad matchups because yeah i mean it's it's tough i mean you need a you almost need to like i mean i think that's why suicune is thriving right now mm-hmm. because not a lot of people are playing like well, Jolteon is getting more and more popular. Yes. Um, but not a lot of people are playing like Jolteon or Coco, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, yes, the Lightning is getting a little bit more popular. But even still, like Jolteon only hits 100, which with 
doubling that damage is 200. And Suicune with a to, you'd have to ping with the quick shooting in right. order to Oko. It's not like Picaram, you know. They're they're the only card like Tapu Koko is the only lightning deck that would have a meaningful impact in terms of weakness against these water types. Um and that is not gonna see as nearly as much play as Jolteon, I think. And so even then the weakness doesn't really matter. To your point, that's why Suicune is is succeeding right now. But every other deck you know, outside of Rayquaza, which nobody's playing because it's not good in the format, the whole tournament is kind of decided on who gets paired with who from a weakness perspective. And then the, the tournament just plays itself out from there, right? Like, yeah, it, I think it was, I think it was Vinny Fernandez in, in a tournament. They made it to the final, but their opponent was it was a mirror match of their opponent and both of them hit Vinny for weakness. So Vinny was <laughs> like, well, guess I'm going to lose in the finals no matter what. And it's yeah. like, it's very interesting. And I even did this the other, uh, not too long ago, I played in uh sleepy dreepy's charity tournament. Ah, and I know yeah. that was in post rotation. Um, it was Atlas pog format, but still like I had a couple matchups where I literally just won because of weakness it wasn't that mm. i necessarily played better i had still made mistakes in those matches i still drew super poorly in a couple different situations but it was only because my brave blade hit ice rider calyrexes for like eight thousand damage <laughs> that i won yeah yeah i mean and i think it's it's a comp it's a complicated feeling i have like i won i think it's a very healthy meta in that every type has a for the most part fire aside every type really has a pretty good deck a very uh, playable deck and so the format in every tournament will be different but the fact that weakness has such a deciding factor in individual matches that i think is super annoying and and so i wonder and listeners out there let us know how you're feeling playing like actually playing in some of these events um because it's one thing to take the bird's eye view and say, super healthy meta, look at all these decks. It's another thing to actually play seven, nine rounds or whatever and feel like you miscut just because you had one extra, you know, uh, opponent that happened to hit you for weakness than some other guy. And like that just that just feels bad, right? Like and that like that it shouldn't it will, be decided. Um I will say though, in terms of like deck building. So I think what a lot of people make a mistake on when they're deck building is they try to tech for everything. Mm. Um, especially right now, you cannot tech. You cannot just beat everything. Like you have to take and you have to take a loss. Like you have to accept that. Like okay, I'm just gonna lose to this deck, right? Because the more things you tech, the more inconsistent your deck is, and there comes to a point where you just tech too much and you start losing to all the other matchups you know, that you were once favored. So I think that this is kind of a good thing because we got, we were at a point for a while where there was only like three decks or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and so like, it was like you had to beat all those decks, but now it's, it's impossible to do that. Yeah. So start just trying to make your deck more consistent and try to win your wins. But if you have something like, uh, Dragapult versus Eternatus. D don't even don't even try to beat Eternatus. Like you just 
just take the L. Nobody's really playing yeah. it anyways. There's like there's five people in a 300 person tournament that played it and they didn't do well at all. So like, just don't worry about it. I do. It's it's, it's letting people know that like about matchups. I feel like yeah, and I think that that rewards people who are really good at making meta calls, right? Like you go into a tournament. If you're the kind of person that wants to play the deck that you think is going to win and not just the deck you really enjoy, which is either one is fine. But the people who I think do well are the people who either because of luck or skill are able to correctly gauge what any given tournament might be. And um, yeah, they just happen to play the deck that has the least bad matchups relative to all the others. And, and then you win that tournament and then you know the next tournament's going to be different. So that's one thing I'm not personally great at is making meta calls, Jake. But I think the people yeah, who I are... kind of play whatever I like playing. Yeah. Uh, which again, that's perfectly fine. But yeah, that's uh, that's okay. That's, yeah, Sean, let's talk about the top three cards. Okay, that you're gonna miss with rotation now is gone. There are lots of cards gone. Sun and Moon base set, mm. just out of here. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll alternate. We'll alternate cards. So Sean, you go first. I'll let you have the whole pool of cards. Oh, which card are you gonna miss the most? Um, that is a tough one. I think. I genuinely am going to miss Welder the most because, A, I had a lot of fun with Welder decks. They were super high rolly, you know, uh, but... Either, you either hit Welder or you lose. That's, that's <laughs> right. That's right, baby. And, and like, it's, it was a lot of fun, though. Like, and it's, in concept, it is such a broken card. Attached to Fire Energy, which, like, it, you know... It also is paired with so many other decks, right? Like colorless decks, you could pair it. Decks that need one color and two colorless, you pair Welder with that. Like imagine all of the decks that had like Welder, like Welder Mewtwo. It was an enabler, I think, for so many archetypes that I think it was an amazing deck. It was a consistency engine on top of that. Like, yeah, I, I miss Welder. I'm going to miss Welder. I think the card that I'm going to miss the most is Mew and Mewtwo GX. I really, really like the the style of decks, you know, because we, we've had a couple cards like that in the past with like Marshadow GX and the, the Mew from, I think it was Fates Collide, that just allows to copy attacks. And you could build, I mean, you there were so many decks that were built around Mewtwo and Mew GX, and there were so many GX cards that got some sort of viability, like Macargo GX when Henry Brand used it to win Worlds. Everyone was like, oh my God, Macargo, like what does this card even do? And like, that was just such a cool thing. And to see like throughout its time, you know, from the beginning in uh, Unified Minds all the way up until like last week, you know, it, it just, it got a resurgence, you know, like a week ago in Dark Box, you know, a deck that was for the most part, a meme that people tried again and again and again to make, but the the Mew and Mewtwo made help made it like viable and help made it like an actual deck. And I I just I love that card. I love cards that do that kind of copying thing. And I, I'm I'm gonna miss that one the most. I think. Mm. Yeah, that's a very good one. Um, do you got one more, Sean? We'll share one more. We won't do a top three. We'll just do two each. How about that? Um, Can you even think of another card? I, <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was a joke. I mean, I can think of another card, but like, I have a, I don't know. It's either, I'll, I'll put two out there. I'm going to sneak another one in. Okay, I, that's fine. Jirachi, that's fine. Jirachi with Stellar Wish is just a great card. 
And for those of you who know the history of Pokemon, it is not the first Jirachi with Stellar Wish. There was a one back in the EX, the, the Deoxys days. That was the same card, essentially. Um, so that it's a lot of fun. When it lost a skateboard, though, it kind of lost a lot of its relevance. Um, until Scoop Up Net came until out. Until Scoop Up Net. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That kind of gave it new life. Um, and then the other card that I actually liked, which I don't know if we'll ever see, we'll probably see something like this again, but Lieutenant Surge's strategy. And I say that because the ability to double up on supporters, it was mostly used in control decks or mill decks, like stuff like that. But there was a level of flexibility that you had with like, ah, if I can play a strategy that lets me play two supporters, like what could I do with that? And that is, I don't know, there's some pretty crazy stuff. Especially when you go into a deck where like when Miss Magius was around. Mm -hmm. So with like Tina Chomp, Yes. Miss Magius being able to do that because you had Dust Stone, yeah, and just to straight up evolve, and then all of a sudden you got to use Surge. Like that was an incredible, cool combo. So I agree with that. I agree with that. I'm gonna miss Lieutenant Surge because it was in my deck that had me my best finish in the tournament yeah. with Guru. So Jake, what about you? What's your second card? I think the second card that I'm gonna miss is Spirit Tomb. Oh, I'm gonna miss yes. the old Spirit Tomb with the uh uh building spite i think mm -hmm. it was called yes where you got to put a damage counter on yourself every turn because ever since that card came out like it was pretty it was pretty sweet i mean it started off with then zap beasts you know like a very very cool deck and like a nice one price counter box essentially and then like you got the iteration with spike Muth later in its yep. its health and even like uh, Dawasi was playing ADP Spiritomb. It was like the mm -hmm. first player's cup or something like that. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. I remember ADP Spiritomb. It's like you do an extra 30 damage and you go from a three prize deck to a one prize deck and you play the black market Prism Star and you're just like, oh my gosh, I can't yeah, take any prizes. And then your prizes. opponent's never taking a single prize on a yep. Spiritomb. And it's like there were so many cool things that were done with that card that like, I don't know if you could do it with, like, anything else. No, in terms of, like, I, I'm, I'm struggling to think of what one prize deck could even do well in this format. Like, the only one that comes to mind is there's Decidueye, right? Um, there's Decidueye. There's, like, Rapid Strike Malamar that peeks its head every so often. Yeah, yeah, but, like, Decidueye is good because of its ability, obviously. But, like, I would not call it a fun deck to pilot. You know, like, Spiritomb... Was, I don't know. I like walling off my <laughs> opponent and making them not play the game. I think that's kind of fun. You know me, control guy. Yeah, that's fair. But like Spiritomb, it not only was fun to play, but like it was a deck that taught a lot of people like sequencing and all of that stuff. Where, where like Decidueye as a one price, it doesn't really teach you anything. It just kind of like it teaches you not to overlook decks that can stop attackers. <laughs> that's all. That's all. I mean, I think Spiritomb was a super cool card. I remember the first tournament I played in, I played against Michael Pramwat. We were at a local league challenge because Pram lives in uh, Indianapolis and I also lived in Indianapolis. Um, and he walloped me. My very first like super competitive game, he he walloped me with Zappies. It was bad. It was bad. But Sean, we were challenged on Twitter to burn an ADP, you remember our infamacy mm -hmm. last year for rotation. Mm -hmm. We you you burned a guru on camera. Yes, at the for the Atlas Pog Championships. Uh -huh. Do you have an ADP to burn? Because I don't, but I'm I'm more than willing to draw one. 
Give me a second. Oh. Oh. Okay. For anyone listening on YouTube and or well, YouTube, you can see exactly what's going on. But iTunes, Spotify, Sean has gotten up. Sean has left the desk, so it's just you and me now. So let's just share our deepest, darkest secrets. And uh, oh, Sean, welcome back. Hi, hi, hi. Uh, I, I will say I wish I had remembered to do that. I was going to potentially do this before I sold all of my bulk cards. Um, I was gonna say like I don't have I don't have an ADP, but I was gonna I was gonna draw one on a piece of paper and do that. I I almost certainly do have an ADP. I'm trying to find it now. Um, because I actually, when I sold all my bolt cards, I had six extra ADPs that I sold. Dicks? Is, I know. Why did I have so many of this card Why that I don't like? ADP in your bulk? Like what? I had six extras. Six on top of the ADPs that I play. Where? So you had 10. Oh, yeah. No, I had... I'm, I'm like looking through all my cards now being like, where is this ADP? Okay. I'm never going to need... One. I'm never going to need four ADPs, Jake. I have two rainbows... And two regulars. I'm never going to need four. No deck in the world needs four ADPs. So no, I am, it expanded. You need like one. I have to go get. Went on turn two anyways. Are we burning this, or do we want to make a separate little video that we oh, post? We'll make a separate video. Okay. So I don't want to. I don't want you to accidentally burn your burn my house place down. down. That's a, it. Would do that. RCS would punish me for trying to burn him. So I will say final thing before we go, um, I'm doing a, well, two things, actually I'm doing a, on Sunday, the 19th, I'm doing a little charity event stream for starlight. I'm wearing the shirt right now. Um, we are partnering up with the starlight, which is a foundation for, uh, children cancer research. And so September is childhood cancer research month or cancer awareness month. Um, they're holding an event called stream for starlight. So all month of September, there's so many different creators, you know, streamers, YouTubers, all that stuff, uh, raising money. And so we joined them, we got invited to join. And so we'll be doing that the 19th. If you want to hang out on Twitch at atrocious gameplay. All right. Check out. And then the second thing, um, I have chosen to not go to Gen Con. I know we were talking about doing like an IRL pod and stuff and meet up and stuff. I, I'm not going to go to Gen Con. It's just Indiana's not doing great. Or it's not getting better yeah. per se. Indiana's not getting better. And I live with two other people right now who are not young. So I I just probably best. You, we got all the time in the world, Sean, to 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 do something sometime. But uh, probably not right now. Yeah, I have every belief that the pod will still be going when the world is in a better place for us to do some meetups, um, and hopefully meetups at a regional event one day. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, I I respect obviously I respect your decision, Jake, uh, and. I will be at Gen Con. Um, so anybody yeah, who Sean's still going, you can go hang out with Sean. <laughs> if you, yeah, I mean, if you're going to be there at Gen Con, um, I will also say though, like, don't feel the need to uh, go out of your way. Fewer people together is always a good idea right now. But if you're going to be there already, um, just hit me up on Twitter. Uh, you know, just send me a DM or something. Um, if you wanna, if you wanna say hi, uh, and uh, I'm, I'll be around. So easy peasy. I Jake, I will um I will make sure to go burn this for both of us, for everyone out there, for everyone who loved the single prize decks that never saw the light of day because of this card. Um I will burn that and we'll uh we'll post it on our Twitter. 
Just, just that video. So. I can't wait to see it, Sean. And you know what? I can't wait to see you next week on the Metapod, the Pokemon TCG podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. Sean, have a great rest of the day. Bye.